Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, hey, hey. Today is like, I'm grateful. I want to call like national. I'm grateful for insurance day. Oh, health insurance? Well, both. So, so one, earlier today, I, um, I have an office, you know, I share an office with my publicist, Drina. And like, um, for the longest part of our lease agreement, we have to have, um, insurance for the office. And I guess the coverage has to be up to $2 million and, Let's just say we've been craftily avoiding <laughs> our, our rental office because we were like, ah, $2 million, it's going to cost us a bajillion dollars. So finally, like, you know, year two of us having this office, they sent us like, you know, a very ominous letter that it's clear we can't ignore them anymore. So I made some calls. Um, there was actually an insurance company inside because where we have our office, it's like, it's like a, it's a building with many offices. It's not like a WeWork because you have your own individual office. So it's like an office park, I guess, kind of. Um, so I reached out to them and I was holding my breath because I'm sure they were going to say like, you know, $1,000 a month. Uh, try like 50. I was like, oh, 50 bucks a month. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. We were avoiding, you know, insurance because of the coverage. Now I realized I'm like, oh. And so um, 50 bucks oh, a month. Oh, you didn't like get quotes. Yeah, so I was just like, yikes, because all I heard was we need to be covered up to $2 million. $2 million. And then I asked him about coverage for the budget NISTA um, because I'd been looking for an insurance company to cover me for something they call errors in admission. So, like, since I give financial advice, if somebody were to, like, to sue the budget NISTA, and I was able to get um, coverage for that, too. So I was like, yay, this is awesome. So sometimes when it comes to insurance, honestly, like, just asking the question. So, you know, like... Because I just was, you know, afraid, quite honestly. Like, oh, I'm not going to be able to afford it. It's going to be too much. And it was really reasonable. And then so today, liability like... liability insurance? Is that what it's called? Y- yes. For the for the office, is yes, liability insurance. And then for my business, they call it E&O, which is errors and admissions. I'm not sure, certain why they call that. It's just like, hey, if you're somebody who kind of gives advice professionally, this protects you just in case someone says, I took your advice and I'm dead. You know? Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. So, and sometimes it can be hard to get covered if you do something that's not um, typical. So it took a while because I would call all these different places for like my my business insurance, and they would be like, "So wait, what do you do again?" So we kept getting no, no, no. And I was in the FinCon group, and a lot of um of the financial bloggers and writers and stuff were having a hard time finding insurance because they're like, "Okay, so." 
because, you know, to, to, to insurance companies, like, okay, so you do finance. You're like, well, I don't sell anything. I don't, I'm not selling, like, stocks. I'm not selling insurance. And they're like, okay, wait, so you're an educator. And you're like, well, yes, but I talk about finance. So it was hard because it's, it's still a new frontier. So finding an insurance company who was willing to be like, okay, I got it. Yes, I can cover you. So that was um, good. I, I finally got that today. And then last week I had like, you ever wake up with like a crick in your neck and you're like, oh, it'll be gone in a day or two. A week later, mine was still here. And I'm like, why? So finally, because I've got that good Superman insurance, I went to the doctor today and she said, yes, I had some spasm. And I'm like, well, how did that happen? She's like, you could have just slept wrong or picked up something heavy or whatever. But she was like, if, you know, here's some medicine and if it doesn't go away in a week, you can get some, um, I can go for, I guess, like, um, what is that? Acupuncture? Uh, no, like I, not, not massage. I can go for what happened. You know, we get to a car accident. No, I'm like the worst with words. So you get to a car accident, and you're like, I need to learn how to use my leg again. It's called oh, physical therapy. There you go. Ding 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 ding. ding, ding. <laughs> Give me a jet ski. <laughs> so she's like, you know, if it doesn't go away, you know, we'll we'll send you for some like you know basic physical therapy. But mm. yeah, I was just really glad that like I had because not too long ago I just would have been like so. Let me call my mom, who's a nurse, and hopefully she could come up with a makeshift plan. So it was just nice. Today was just a I'm grateful for insurance day. Oh, and this is a great time to mention that because we have a question from a, re- a listener who, which is specifically around life insurance. And this is one of those things. I never really thought about life insurance because mm-hmm. I, I, I have renter's insurance. I've had health insurance. But life insurance was just that thing that I always got through my employer that cost yeah. like $2, you know, a pay period or whatever. And I, you know, it it came up because when I started my most recent job a couple of years ago, they didn't offer life insurance. And um, our financial planner, when we were, we we hired one just to sort of like get organized for the, like our big year last year. And she suggested actually that I get my own life insurance. She said that she recommended if you're like, even if your employer offers it, if you tend to move around in careers and stuff, it's good to have your own life insurance. Because it's not that afford, it's not that expensive, and okay. if you switch jobs, like you're not, it's not like you can take your life insurance with you. So you're like, you have to go back in the market to get a new policy, and like if you're getting private life and in- or life insurance on your own, it gets more expensive as you get older. Yeah, no, um, it definitely does. Yeah, and at the time I was like, God, where do I even start? And she actually, she's not the kind of, you know, some financial planners or advisors, you know, they make money by selling products like life insurance, but she, she doesn't do that. But what she did for me is actually compare some policies for me and educate me on what like whole versus term life insurance, like what's the big thing about this and which one is right for me. And I learned a lot. It's really, it's not for you life insurance. It's for your family, yeah. it's for your spouse, you know? So if I were to pass away, my husband um, could, you know, have a little cushion with my, like after losing my income and, you know, because I don't have children, I was just questioning whether or not I really, it really was necessary. Okay. And we eventually decided that, well, we eventually decided I should get it. I just never did. And then eventually my um, employer started offering it. Um, And so moral of the story is I still, well, the end of the story is I still don't have it, but I should get it. (laughs) I should probably (laughs) get some. Um, I have some. yeah, well, well, it's interesting because, like, I think you and I, you know, are both, like, pretty transparent in terms of, like, we are the higher earners in the relationship. 
Mm-hmm. And I do feel like that sense of responsibility to where, okay, well, I also feel like if I were to pass away, we he'd be fine. Like, it's not yeah. like he lived such a lifestyle to where he, you know, wouldn't be able to, to do it. And so that's why I'm kind of like wishy-washy about it. But if we had kids, for sure, I would, you know, I'll get a policy um, eventually, maybe even a my own private policy outside of my employer. I, honestly, I I got mine when I um when I was 25 because I bought the condo, and so I got it. And I don't know if I read this somewhere or whatever, but I remember I I don't know where I got this piece of information from. It was just like, well, of course I wasn't married, and of course I didn't have kids then. Like I don't have kids now yet, and um I just thought, okay, well, if I should pass away, my condo was uh $220,000, and I think my mortgage was 200,000. And so I said, well, if I should pass away, I want that, you know, like, I think I had like my parents on the policy and like my older, my sisters, that they would have enough money to bury me and then enough money to pay off the condo. So I I got $300,000, like a policy and I was paying like, I don't know, 20 bucks a month. Then I got a term. So I, I did it specifically just to cover, should something happen to me, they don't have to worry about the condo. So, you know, I so sometimes, you know, even if you don't have kids or a husband or something like that, if you've got something that you know will be a financial burden, then, you know, should you not be here, it might be a good idea. But that's why I got mine. And the the only bad thing about it is that I was 25 and uh, I think it's a 30-year policy. So I'm like, you know, it's going to expire because, Yeah, you that's know, the difference. So the term, the term versus whole life insurance difference is the term insurance ends. So you get it for typically 30 years. And once it's up, it's up. And mm-hmm. you know, if you want to continue it, you've got to get a new policy. But oopsie, now you're 55 yep. and it's going to be more expensive. But the idea is like few people really need whole insurance, permanent life insurance, which is going to last you for forever. Um, you know, unless you really have like your children are going to live with you for forever. They have a disability or they rely on you um, for whatever reason, or you have a spouse with a disability or, you know, or like you said, if there's some sort of like, you know, you're, you're the main breadwinner or there's some asset that you have that would become a burden. Um, but in the, the people I've talked talk to and when I've, we've written about um, term versus whole insurance, say for most people, term insurance makes sense because if you yeah. think about by the time you're 55 or 60 or whenever you get it, um, you know, the, the, the main reason for life insurance is your family independence. And if your dependents are out of the house, they're not necessarily depending on your income anymore. At that time, it should be okay if your insurance um, expires. And ideally, at that time, you'll also have saved and you'll have a nest egg or like some other asset that people could like rely on um, if you were to pass away. Yeah, insurance is not super fun to talk about. Like, ah. I love it though. Renters insurance. <laughs> you ever add up like? Did, I mean, you guys have. You, do you have renters insurance? You rent, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah, I think I don't know. We probably pay like nine, ten bucks a month. Well, Superman had it before I got here, so. Yeah, that's the thing though. It's just like you said. You know, you got freaked out by the two million dollar. Like the policies aren't necessarily that expensive. Yeah. Um, life insurance is a bit more expensive, but like, yeah, my renters insurance, which you know, I think. I think I, you know, I, my bike was run over one year. It was like a $600 bike and, you know, I got that replaced through my, my renter's insurance and I feel like, okay, well, this paid for my policy for the next like three years essentially. And my little brother, you know, his car was broken into, they stole his laptop that was covered by renter's insurance. Um, and yeah, and I think that's even simpler to get. It's like, yeah, 10 to $15 a month 
you know, a, a ton of banks offer it. And as far as I can see, like they, you know, if you're paying more than like 15 to $20 a month, um, it's probably too much, but that's like the range. I think, I think it's worth it. Uh, like that's the, that, that is the secret part of insurance. You're like, Oh, it's not nearly as much as you think, you know, for certain types of, of insurance. And sometimes people's fear can keep them from being covered and it need not. Or just like you want to say, like, you're really going to pinch pennies over like $12 a month. You know, you never know what's going to happen. That's the thing. I mean, that's why insurance, yeah. is, you know, they make so much money because it's really, it's not, you know, I was complaining because when my financial planner was like pricing out life insurance policies, they were $125 a month. And I was like, for me, that's like, you know, a gym membership. And I was like, oh, do I have to? What if I never use it? She's like, you should hope you never use it. But the point yeah. is that, you know, that if you, um, you know, if you needed to use it, then you would have it. Um, you're lucky if you never have to cash in. It's just like this weird mental thing for people. Why spend money on something that you never want to use? Well, exactly. Yeah, but I, get it. I feel like I wish I wish insurance was one of those things that I feel like it's not spoken about enough because when you think of basic financial education, right? Everyone talks about budgeting and savings and credit and debt and maybe some basic investment, especially as it relates to um, retirement. But I hardly ever hear like insurance. As, I mean, not as often as you hear about the other stuff. Like it should be part of the basic conversation on a regular basis because then it takes away the the fear of it, of like, you know, like, oh, insurance, that's not something I can afford. It's really something that you, you can't, you can't afford not to, you know? Yeah. If you have a planner and the first thing that the, one of the first things they don't, they ask you isn't, are you insured? You know, are you covered? Then that's not a good financial planner. Like that's their job. Um, I mean, it's, it's planning, but it's also planning for the worst. Um, and I didn't want to talk about it necessarily. I wasn't like, but my planner is the one who sort of forced me to look at it. Um, yeah, you're right. How can we make it sexier? <laughs> I don't know that it's uh, worth <laughs> Funerals are like $10,000 on average. Um, yeah. You don't want to stick your family with that bill. My uncle passed away a couple of years ago, and God rest his soul. But he had no insurance. I mean, it was very unexpected. Mm-hmm. It was tragic. And um, he got sick and then very quickly passed away. It was just like a freak accident. Um, but he had no, you know, he, he doesn't have um, dependents. Um, he was kind of on his own, and but he also didn't have any um, any insurance. And so my I know my my mom and her siblings were you know cobbling together the money for his funeral expenses, which were kind of you know they weren't cheap. And luckily they were like cleaning up his his condo and in the it was like that scene in Soul Food when they uh-huh. find, the, <laughs> find the find Big Mama's money in the closet or wherever it was. Or no, the TV, the TV. Yes, I remember. And it was like blowing <laughs> blowing with the fan. And he was yes, like, yeah. <laughs> Why, he had money stashed away? Yeah. He, oh, yeah. But not like not as dramatic as that. Um, in a coffee table. Yeah, he had all his cash in a coffee table. <laughs> don't wow. do that. That is not yeah, a savings no. account. <laughs> that is not. Oh, <laughs> right right well. We should do, you know, I love, yeah, we should talk more about the, the, the documents that you need before you die. Those, these little, yeah, like, these right. things that are so icky to, icky to talk about. We should do a whole show about that. You guys have, like, do you have, like, what are your questions about what do you need before to you do die. to prepare yeah. before you die? <laughs> we let's can literally, we can call death, it, how, exactly, we can call it that. Like, let's talk about that. Or before I die, uh, so this is just a little aside, like, you know, a sidebar from the um, death conversation. So I've officially interviewed, how many people have I interviewed? One, two, three, four, five, six, six coaches. Remember I told you I um, was looking for a coach, I think, last week? Yeah, yeah. To help with productivity. So 
I've interviewed six coaches. Honestly, it's so crazy how coaching is so different because I've never had one before. So it's, it's, I had like three more. Um, I told myself anybody who reached out, I was going to interview them just to get a gauge on like what exactly the expectations are since I'd never worked with one. Um, and it's just such a wide range of different types of deliverables. I have one coach that's like four hours, um, $3,000 will get your mm-hmm. systems up and running. And I was like, Oh, and then, but I would say the average coach is like, um, three months and it's not, you know, $3,000 for, for, um, like for four hours. Um, so I'm just seeing kind of like the range and I've like, there's some coaches that are like strictly like task driven, like I'll do the work, I'll set it up. It's going to be done. We'll use a system. And then we have some coaches that are like, Tiffany, let's explore your why let's shift this mindset. And that's like, you know, and then there's coaches in the middle who are like, let's explore your why, how'd you get here? And then let's put some tasks to how you change that. So it's been really, honestly, I've been enjoying the process of like figuring out, one, just learning in general, how, you know, different types of coaches are out there. But two, I've been really just like, wow, I, I think I have a better idea of like the type of individual I'm looking for just from, um, Speaking to the coaches, there's like two that really stand out to me of the coaches that I interviewed. I'm not going to say because I'm, they might listen. Um, but And plus two, I don't want you guys to be the next couple people that I'm interviewing. I don't be like, oh, I know exactly what Tiffany wants. So, uh, like I, was just, I, I was just about to <laughs> ask you, what do you want? <laughs> what, what do you I want? know. What are you looking for? For a friend. <laughs> exactly. So next week I'll share that once once I kind of share like what who I kind of chose and why. Um, I might not say their name, but at least why I chose them. But yeah, it's just been really interesting, and I'm not going to lie. I wasn't really big on get yourself a coach, but I, I really I, – I think it's a great idea if you're stuck from moving from one place to another, and, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. I thought it was kind of hokey, like, I've got a life coach, you know, but no, if you're stuck in a, in the space and you don't necessarily have the skills um, in your toolbox or the tools in your toolbox to say, okay, I want to go from here to here – Um, and I, for some reason I thought we thought coaching lasted like forever and no, most of it's just like a three month stint where they're like, okay, got it. See your problem. You know what? We're going to use these tools and now you're off and running. And so I'm excited because, um, yeah, this is like a new, what are some of their like qualifications? How do you vet a life coach or a productivity coach? Um, so for me, I was looking for like for people who were going to start to show me solutions in our call. Like, um, so I wasn't necessarily looking like, like a lot of people were either, um, referred to me. So that helped significantly. So if they were people who my, my friends who are business owners who were dope. So, so my top two kind of were people who like friends of mine who are doing really well and are like organized and stuff. And they're like, oh, well, this is who got me together. So I was less, you know, less concerned about, well, here's my qualifications from this school. Like, do you go to organization school? You know? So is that was, <laughs> well, they've, well, I've interviewed and they seem to like, like, this isn't a, this is, this is a new concept for like regular people and small business mm-hmm. owners, but like the whole business of, of coaching, professional coaching, that's a real thing that like corporations typically yep. use, you know, like you can be a consultant and go do like career and professional development for, you know, CEOs and top companies so it's just interesting I'm wondering if they're like people like that who have decided to do their own thing on the side or like where I think so from. I think that there are some people who I know who have been certified I've had some friends who've been like certified coaches on specific things I 
I'm not certain that that, uh, I'm, I'm sure maybe some of these women, I'm not even gonna lie, I didn't even ask that. I was more so like feeling for vibe and feeling for, did you have some real concrete things to share? Like, okay, so, and two, did you listen? Like if I was sharing with you, I, there was definitely some um, um, of the coaches that I spoke to, it's like they weren't really hearing me, you know? Like they were offering up solutions and I'm like, yeah, I said I had an admin already. Oh, you know what? You should really get an admin. And then I'm like, yeah, so I have an admin. And so, you know, it was more so that for me. And just like I said, offering up some real solutions to make you say, oh, like typically this exploratory, the discovery calls are usually 30 minutes. You know, that's like that's kind of like the average um, time. And, you know, if in that time you kind of already left me with some things that I could that I said, you know what? Wow. You know, I'm going to try that. That was really good. So it's almost like to me, like a, a test run. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I mean, I want to see where this goes. Um, and, you know, because then I might find coaches for different things to move me past different parts. Like, OK, I've got my systems down now. And, you know, I need a coach for growth. Okay, now I've, I've pushed past whatever it was that was keeping me from growing. So I'm definitely open if this situation goes right to look for coaches in other areas when I'm when I get stuck. It's almost like having a therapist because like someone like, you know, like maybe you're going through a traumatic experience and you just need to get it all out and talk about it. And then you move on, you know, or like having a personal trainer and you work out with them for a number of months. And then you kind of already have like, OK, well, these are my workout kind of like. I know the sets and stuff that I need to do, so I'm good now. I can go to the gym by myself. Yeah, I mean, it's like they say, doctors need doctors and therapists need therapists. And, like, you're in the business of coaching and educating. And, like, you spend a lot of time thinking about how to help other people, but you also need someone to, like, the same way people benefit from your advice, you know, yeah. you should also, like, you can also benefit and grow from having an outsider's look at your own situation. Yeah. Have you ever had, a, like, a coach before? Like, a, even a trainer? Like, a personal trainer? Well, just in general. Like, any any sort of, like, professional coaching that you've paid for? Um, No, not outside of doing, like, seminars or that. Like, I did a week-long professional training. If it's anything like that, I mean, that was hugely valuable. And I actually got my employer to cover that. Um, okay. If there's, uh, you know, I highly recommend it because, it, you know, something specific to your whatever you're doing in your career, you know, going outside and seeing what resources are out there. I, you know, that was specific to young women, not young women, young editors in media. And it was tailored to what we needed. And it was a small group. It wasn't like a one on one thing, but there was tons of one on one, you know, time throughout the week. And just being immersed in that experience was amazing. And like I said, like I came back and, you know, we're making sure that all of our workers have the opportunity to do stuff like that, too. Um, I've never thought about doing it. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I am, yeah, right. I could definitely use a therapist. We know that. I keep saying it. I think I've been saying it since we started the show. I need to get on that therapy thing. Um, <laughs> I still have, if you know anybody in New York City, <laughs> let me know. This this city is like full of therapists and I still can't find one that I like. Um, well, I don't know if you're looking hard. for a brown therapist or what it is like. Um, uh, I don't know, brown, blue, I don't care. Man, female, I would just anybody, I think, who doesn't make me feel like I know more than they do. Because that's okay. my problem. I'm like a know-it-all. Oh. And I'm like, yeah, 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 let me tell you what's wrong with me. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> I just need someone who's not going to let me. Um, Get over. Yeah, because I'll spend like an hour talking and they're like, oh, so you you don't have any problems is what you're saying. I'm like, yeah, no, 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 I'm good. I got it covered. <laughs> You're like, okay, thanks. That was great. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> not, not good. 
Okay, well, I mean, I, 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 a lot of my friends are um, are like actual therapists, like you know, like um, licensed. Um, and so I'm always asking, you know, I I went to therapy like just like I remember I was going through a hard time in college, and so I really needed some help getting over this hump. And um, but I'm definitely open to it. I was thinking about it recently. That my friend reminded me, my friend Nick, who's a therapist, she reminded me that you don't necessarily need therapy because something is quote unquote wrong. Sometimes you just need a place to brain dump, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, you a, know? that's exactly what I'm looking for. I realized at work today, something, you know, kind of ridiculous happened. And I was like, who do I go to? My direct reports who I want to think I have everything covered so that they can do their work and not be stressed. Or my boss, who if I go to and about this thing that's not so big, will probably think, you know, you should be handling this. Why are you bothering me? And I'm like, who do I go to? And it would be nice to just have, you know, or, you know, I can go to my husband, but like, you know, they can't, that's the thing. Like your, your significant other, whoever you live with just becomes like this receptacle for your shit when you get home. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, whoa. <laughs> like, like you know. I, okay. I don't yeah. know. Like I'm, I always tell myself, I'm not going to tell Superman this, this problem or issue because like, you know, he's going to re- react like a husband and I need somebody who's going to be like, you know, yes, that too. You know? <laughs> that too. You know, like, what? No, no way. And you're like, oh, my gosh, that's not what I, I need right now. You know? <laughs> they're going to be like, that person is the worst and you're the best. And why are they? Yeah. Like, they're going to immediately yeah. take your side. And you're like, yes. but I really, but okay, that sounds nice. But also, I know I did wrong. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Well... This is a good break. Yep, I was gonna say boost break, boost break. I have a boost that's related to kind of like why I wanted to get help in the first place. My boost is systems, and I did something for the first time last night, and um, it was realized today, and I could have cried with joy. So one of the things I was like, oh, I'm always doing all these mundane tasks that I don't have to do. So last night I told Superman, I was like, enough. We need to order groceries. He was like, who are we becoming? Because Superman is so old school. Who orders groceries? Tiffany? Who? I was like, let's just just try it. So I went on like ShopRite.com. And well, I made him go on ShopRite.com. It just said like put in the things that you want and I'll go through and put in the things that I want. But secretly I was like, he's doing it because he already knows everything that we need. (laughs) And so he did. And um, I went through and like, you know, kind of just, saw if there was anything missing. And um, I mean, are, with your first order, it's free, but normally it would have been, I think, $15. I think that's what it said. But then oh, they also had shipping? like, yeah, for yeah for delivery. But I know um, I've since now come to find out that delivery can range anywhere from $5, you know, to like $15 and upward, depending on like what, what platform you're kind of using. But 
Yeah, so first delivery was free, but normally it would have been $15. And it came today because I, I was able to um, schedule like a time slot. And it came today directly to my doorstep. Honestly, I thought I was going to weep because <laughs> I just can't believe it. Until it came, you were still like, is this really going to happen? Is For it- real. I was like, it's exactly. Like the produce is going to be soggy. It's like, because you don't understand, like going to the supermarket, if there's, I, there's a lot of things that I'm like, oh, I don't love emails and, oh, I don't like working out, but I will do all of those all of those 10 times before going grocery shopping. We literally were like down to like one egg in the refrigerator because I hate grocery shopping. But like, according to like my, when my, when me and my husband got married, we were like, um we were going through like, cause I'm not really good at chores and like keeping up with them. So he's the clean person. Like, Oh, I clean, I mop and this and that. So I was like, okay, fine. I'll go grocery shopping and you know, I'll make dinner and like, I'll, I'll do laundry. Um, and so I've been neglecting my go grocery shopping, um, like, uh, you know, responsibility and this has transformed everything because one, I saved money because normally when I go grocery shopping, I'm like, you know, hungry or picking out things that I didn't have on my list. But here, and normally I always forget like, wait, do we have ketchup? We do. We have five bottles. Do we have like, there's certain things you keep buying over and over. Like, yep, mustard. you know, yes. And you're like, oh my God, I literally probably have like six, six oregano. It's always oregano. Yeah. <laughs> or like no for us it's um it's a uh, tomato sauce not that, like uh, you know like for spaghetti spaghetti sauce we oh, have yeah. so many cans of those and because I'm always swearing that we don't have enough um so it was just great because I could literally get up and look and say oh we got it we don't need another one and so I actually even if we had to pay the fifteen dollars we still saved money because we only got what we actually really needed and he literally brought it to the doorstep. And I just have to pick it up and like put it in the kitchen and put it away, which I don't mind. And I'm never setting foot in like other than picking up like, you know, but like I'm never I just can't even I'm I am so gleeful because, you know, we're having the nor'easter come this big storm that they're predicting tonight slash tomorrow. And now I'm like I was like dreading having to fight the crowds at the grocery store. And I didn't have to. They actually called me this morning to the uh, shop right at like eight, which I thought was a little early, but you know, whatever. And they were like, "Hey, we get like these Tyson like chicken breast chicken nuggets for Super Supergirl." And he was like, "We don't have the regular chicken nuggets. Can we get you the ones that dinosaur shaped?" And I was like, "Yes, yes, you can, yes you can." <laughs> and like so something like we don't have whole grain bread. Can you can we switch it out with whole wheat bread? And I was like, "Yes." So. Like even that ShopRite had a delivery. That's dope. I always just my my limits was like Fresh Direct or Amazon. Yes, but well, they never shop- have everything I need. That's my problem. That's why I like I'll I'll fill a cart and then I'm like, oh, they don't have these two things. So this is stupid. I'm quitting. Um, well, what do you where do you shop in particular? Like what do you have like a like a um, you know, like a specific supermarket that you go to? Oh yeah, Trader Joe's. Um, is my favorite. And then for supplementary stuff that you can't get at Trader Joe's, I usually go to ShopRite or Stop and Shop. But like, you okay. know, just a regular grocery store. So I know, I think um, Stop and Shop has actually had this for a while. I think it's called like Peapod or something. They've had like their delivery service for a long time. But I mean, I, I mix between Whole Foods and ShopRite. So ShopRite for like the bulk of the things and then Whole Foods for, for specific items that I really want to get like, you know, the organic version of or like, um, like they don't, they just don't have it. You know, like I, I don't know that my shop right has a beyond meat burgers. And so I get that from whole foods and stuff like that. But deliver too? no, but you can use like Instacart, you know, like, which I haven't tried out yet, but it's like Uber for, you know, for, um, for shopping, yeah, for grocery shopping. 
but it's a little bit more expensive. So I just said, like, cause the truth is, which is weird, and maybe because I'm like, am I becoming elitist? Because I don't mind going to Whole Foods. I go to Whole Foods and I'll get two little bags, which cost a bajillion dollars, but still, you know, I'll get two little bags of like, okay, some organic things that like I really like to get from there, and like, and then, but I hate going to Shoprite because I think I know at Shoprite I'm gonna get like a huge cart full. And so, like, that whole lugging it to the car and lugging it to the house, that's the part that I hate. And so I don't mind going to Whole Foods. Yeah. But I'm just, systems are, like, my word for 2018 and brown boost to, like, systems. Because I already stopped doing laundry and we have a laundry service. Now, I'm actually, like, thinking now, like, hmm, I wonder if I can convince them to come pick it up and drop it off. Because, quite honestly, like, just even dropping it off is, like, a pain in the butt. But... I love having it freshly folded. They even separated by like, cause Supergirl, you know, she's 11. So they separate, like they could tell that there's a kid in the house. So there's like Superman's bag, Supergirl's bag, and then mine. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it can't be, I mean, it just can't get any better than this. So I'm trying to think like, what else can I outsource? And he was looking at me like Superman's just like, look at, like, who are we? I'm like, we're smart. That's what we are. We are smart. The hyper-efficient human 2.0. Um, <laughs> well, honestly, like, how much would you pay someone to go spend an hour and a half shopping for you? 15 bucks an hour is like minimum wage. Exactly. And yeah. not just that, but 15 bucks to like not have to like drive there, like mm-hmm. pick out it. Cause usually I'm not going to lie. Um, supermarket shopping from beginning to end, it's a two to three hour ordeal for me. Oh my God. Okay. Yes. That's why, because first of all, I hate doing it. So I'm going to call one of my friends, one of my best friends, Linda or Adrena, and then I'm going to get distracted and be like, wait, okay, wait, what am I supposed to get? So it always takes way longer than it ought to. And then I get home and <laughs> so, so I just hate doing it. And I'm just like so happy now. It was like, oh my God, this is the life. I'm not going back. I'm not. Sorry, ShopRite. I, I shall not step foot inside your doors unless absolutely necessary. They're still getting your money though. They're like, cool. Yeah, exactly. They don't mind. They're like, that's fine. As long as you buy from us. But yeah, I'm just yeah. really happy. Yeah. So what about you? Are you boosting or breaking? I was going to take a, I need a break, y'all. Okay. I'm break it down. So I had this situation. I've never had this happen to me before, but I, w- I just wanted to do a break for people who lie on job applications. Ooh. Uh, yeah. So um, this happened. I, I think I'm okay to talk. I won't say any names, but recently we, we've been hiring a lot. And I had this applicant who I was like so excited for. She was smart and nice and you know, talented and had great job credentials, like everything was just ding, 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 ding. And when I find someone I like like that, I'm like, okay, let's not, let's not delay. Let's get them this offer. Let's move forward. And things are moving along great. And then I got a call from um, HR saying that they weren't able to verify um, some details of her education that she had included on the application Mm -hmm. and her LinkedIn and her resume, right? And, you know, when I'm hiring, this this particular job didn't even require, you know, a high level, a high degree or a specific degree in this area of study that she had or anything like that. And I was like, okay, this is kind of weird. And they said, essentially, that my company has a zero tolerance policy for anyone who um, uh, is untruthful on their application, the actual company application. And the fact that she was untruthful on the application, the resume, and LinkedIn just kind of made it kind of made it worse. But but Ooh. they were going to give her the benefit of the doubt and give her time. Um, but in the end, essentially, she could not produce the proof that she had earned the specific degree. And because of that, not only did she waste like weeks of my time, weeks of my my poor HR team, who's you know 
not my, but the company's HR team who's been going like back and forth for the past several days over this. And I mean, I had everything set up. The computer was set up. I got her the mouse that uh, she wanted, uh, the bio and the headshot ready for the website, you know, all ready to go. Um, and yeah, to, for it to end that way, it was really, that was, that was, a, it was a struggle day. I was really disappointed. And but I just wanted to tell you guys, like, you know, don't mess around with these, you know, even if you feel like, well, you know, I got 30 credits, even though I needed 40. And I might, I should put down that I earned that degree, you know, because I, I got like three fourths of my credits or whatever. No, because companies are more sensitive than ever, ever to these types of lies, because there's been like, all these embarrassing, um, you know, these embarrassing stories of, you know, high level people being found out that they don't have the credentials they say they have, or they didn't go to that school or whatever. So these companies are enforcing these policies. I didn't even know that, you know, my company had this policy, but now I do. Um, so if you're applying for a job, do not embellish, especially if it's for a big corporation that's going to do its proper background check because you could lose a job over it. And I, you know, I haven't had a chance. I, I probably won't hear from this person personally to talk about it, but who knows? I mean, her start date was tomorrow. What if uh, she had already quit her job? Yeah. You know? Oh my goodness. Um, I don't know. I don't know that. So that's my break. I mean, I, on the one hand, I just, as a person, I feel very, I feel bad because I'm, I mean, you, you, you want to like shake someone and be like, why did you let this happen? But you also want to be like, Oh, this is the worst for you. I mean, it's worse for her because I mean, it's gotta be embarrassing. It's gotta be, um, you know, especially if she quit her job and it's just like this awful situation, um, for everybody all around. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's lesson of the day. Yeah, that is lesson of the day. And that is a good, uh, break because you're right. And like you said, uh, like to, to have that on there and then not even really, it's not like she needed that degree in order to get the job. It's like, oh, uh, because I'm assuming either she, I mean, I, she had to have quit her job. You start tomorrow. Or she didn't have one, but either way, it's a good lesson. Was she young? Um, not yeah, relatively yeah, not not super not like around my age. I would say around my age. I'm not sure exactly. Well, um, it's a good lesson learned. Yeah, and I and I was trying to think like, what's my takeaway? I don't. I mean, I don't know what I could have. I'm just grateful for you know our HR team that they actually did their due diligence. But I'm also thinking, you know, like I've been saying, I've I felt. Because, you know, we're a young company, and I don't know if anyone listening, you're part of a younger company, or at least you're going through a growth period. And everyone's like, hire, 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 we got to fill these roles, and there's pressure to fill them quickly. And as a manager, when I've got, right now I have, well, now I used to have three, now I have four open positions to fill. Um, and trying to do the full-time job and do that recruiting, you just feel like, man, okay, I just got to make a decision. I just got to, like, pick somebody. And, you know, I'm the kind of person, if in a perfect world, I could have five phone conversations and just get to know you, you know, let's go on a walk. Let's like, I don't know, like take this personality test, like really, cause it, it's, I want someone to be the right fit. Right. And I want to take my time, but I felt a little bit like pressure to move quicker and quicker and quick, quicker. And it's making me a little bit uncomfortable because I don't want to make the wrong decision. And yeah, I know, you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You can just find someone else, but it's just so much more work to replace somebody. And I don't want to, I would rather just take the time and slow down and pick the right person. I'm not saying that I would have eventually, you know, I was excited about this person, really excited. You know, I was pushing mm. her. Um, but, like, it has made me feel, okay, I, I 
I need to stand up a little, be a little bit more, um, like stand up for myself in, in that I want more time. Um, yeah, to, assert to like what you need. Yeah. And I, I totally get it on the one hand, you know, I've been there, I've been through the four or five, the four month hiring process at Yahoo. My God, that was torture. I mean, mm. I was just, I was so pissed off. I, at the end, I was like, I don't want to work for this company. <laughs> I have gone through literally seven interviews, you know, and I'm just a reporter. Like if you can't make, but you know, and I don't want it to be like that. But I also think, you know, you know, a few weeks just to make sure that you've, you know, covered all your bases and you've interviewed other people and you've compared everybody just a few weeks, you know, we should be able to do that. And, um, and it, it, in some cases it's felt like there's been pressure to just hire faster and faster. And mm. I probably need to have a grown up, a big girl conversation with, you know, my manager about that and just like take some time to reflect because this, look, well, this, this is, this is a good catalyst for that, but I'm glad that, like you said, that it's a good lesson for you and it's a good lesson for her and, you know, and, and also too, is a catalyst for, to say, um, this is why when I ask for more time, I really like that because that way we can avoid things like this. Time for questions. We had a good um, insurance question. Yeah, let's go right to the insurance questions. This comes from listener Bree or Bri. Um, so if you guys want to leave a question, by the way, you can go to brownambitionpodcast.com um, or you can email us at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com and drop us a question. This question from Bree or Bri says, I'm 27 years old and I have one son. I'm interested in purchasing life insurance, which I don't have the option to receive through my employer. But there's so much information out there that every time I begin researching, I end up lost. I'm in good health, I have no chronic diseases, no smoking or drinking habits, and I'm a normal weight. I'm hoping the two of you could break down the different types um, and the pros and cons and average cost of health insurance, or life insurance, rather, which we kind of touched yeah. on at the beginning of the show, but... Um, yeah, Bree. To me, it sounds like, right, she's perfect candidate for for fairly low-cost term life Exactly. Insurance. Yeah, term life insurance is actually a lot because it's only, like we said, for a set period of time. It's like between five to 30 years, typically, you can decide. Um, but mm -hmm. at 27, I'd probably, rec you know, I think a advisor would probably recommend the 30-year policy. If yeah. Kid. Um, she doesn't say how old her kid is, but she's only 27. I'm assuming it's a young child. I thought she said her, her kid was eight. Did she say that? I thought, I thought you heard you read. Maybe not. You made that up. Yes. <laughs> In your time. head. <laughs> like, for some reason, I don't know why. I was like, oh, her kid's eight. So I was already like, oh, 38. That's a good age, you know, because I was adding. So let's, <laughs> so let's just say she had her, her, her child when she was 25. So that means by, uh, so you, your child is two, let's just say. So you get insurance today. That means by 32, the policy will have, you know, expired. But that's okay because by 32, we're, we're, we're hoping that your child, uh, for the most part, is, you know, able to take care of themselves. Wait, what was that well, math? Well, if the child is two now, right? Let's just say we're yeah. making up a number and she gets insurance now, that means by 32, the policy will have expired by, by the time your child is 32. If we're making oh, the assumption. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you, you said, know? okay, got it. Yeah. You know, because so I'm just had thinking a 30 like. year policy. Yeah. Exactly. You don't want, like, you know, the, the policy to expire when your child is 18 because they're still going to need financial assistance, assuming, you know. Um, so yeah, I think because they're gonna they're gonna come to your house because I remember they when I got my term life policy they came to the house they did like a 
mini physical, nothing like super crazy, like, you know, and, um, and then they use that to say, Hey, you're, you're young and you're in good health. I don't drink, I don't smoke. Um, so that made my, my policy super low. And I actually combined my, I, I got disability at one point. I like, I was like financially doing it. Like, I don't even know what I was saying. Like, you know, like I'm getting disability at age 25. Well, I, I was just like getting stuff like, um, to be a responsible adult, I need disability doing insurance. I was, because <laughs> you know what it is? I was feeling myself because I got the house. So, you know, I was like, you know, because I'm grown. So grown folks need, meanwhile, no kids, no husband. But I was like, I have disability insurance and I still have it. And, and I had, um, and then, um, but it's mixed. I think I have it with like Northwestern Mutual or something. So I pay 42 bucks a month still. And that includes $300,000 for um, term life. Um, and then it also includes disability. I think my disability, like if I needed it, it would be like, it's like 1200 bucks a month or something to that effect. That's what it would pay out to me. Um, okay. Yeah. So, but you know, so just know that too, that you might be able to combine like payments if you get if you get multiple like um, insurances from the same company that you might be able to save and combine payments, that, that's always a good thing. Um, but yeah, I would go for the 30 year policy term and you probably won't pay a whole heck of a lot. My friend who um, used to be a financial advisor said the rule of thumb um, is, well, your child is really young, but the, if you, let's just say, I'm not, I don't know if you're married or, or if you're um, the father of your child is like, you know, helpful financially, but the rule of thumb is, that your family would be able to survive at the same level of uh, like the income that you provide for 10 years. So let's just say you make $50,000 a year, 50,000 times 10 is 500,000 that the policy should be at least that, that that was just like her rule of thumb. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. And she asked about the cost. So it's really hard to say, you know, an average uh, term life insurance policy cost because it does depend so much on your age, your health, your where you live. Um, but you know, at Magnify Money, we did a we actually did a guide on this whole, whole versus term life insurance, which I'll put in the show notes. Um, and there was an example we looked at in that in that policy for a man who's in New York City. He's 30 years old. He can get a one million dollar 30 year term life insurance policy for as little as nine hundred dollars a year. So that's less than a hundred bucks a month. And from my experience, when my advisor shopped around policies for me, mine was actually a little bit higher. Um, I was 28 or 29 when she did my, and this woman, Bree, she's 27, um, when she did my uh, quotes, I might have been getting more, I'm not sure. But anyway, it was $115 to $120 a month um, for life insurance. And at the time, because I didn't have a kid and I felt like my husband would be fine, I was like, all right, I'm putting this off on the back burner. But yeah, as a little kid, I think that that's definitely worth the expense, you know, between 100 to $150 a month or however much it is. Um, one of the things you can consider, too, when you're thinking, like you're confused term versus versus whole insurance is, again, with whole insurance, it's going to be way more expensive. Um, like term insurance could be 10 times less than whole insurance, again, because it's not permanent like whole insurance is. Um, like the main things that whole insurance have going for it is if you, like I said before, if you if your son has a disability and you feel like he's going to be relying on you for the rest of his life and you really want to have, you know, that coverage for for him, um, that's a really good reason to get whole insurance. Um, it's also with with whole insurance. If you are younger now, um, getting a whole insurance it might make sense a little bit because the older you get, like if you have term insurance, for example, and it expires, um, you know, if it expires when you're in your 50s or 60s, it's going to be really expensive or a lot more expensive than it was in your 20s to get 
that insurance. And if you lock in your whole insurance right now, you know, you'll just be paying that, that monthly fee forever. Um, but yeah, I think that whole insurance is like the extreme option. Term insurance is where most people mm-hmm. fit. 30-year term is where most people fit. Yeah. Oh, and um, places to shop, just real quick. If you want to compare prices for health insurance, or sorry, life, I keep saying health, for life insurance, my, my favorite site to look at it, where I was looking with my um, my planner was policygenius.com. Yeah. There's also a site, Policy Genius, one word, and there's also a site called Term, T E R M four, the number four, sale, term for sale, um, where you can also do some shopping and all. Do you have a favorite site? Do you have a favorite I, site where you compare life insurance policies to? Honestly, like I was going to say, Policy Genius. That's like, because what I like okay. about Policy Genius, what I like about them is it's not just life insurance. So I think they even have like pet insurance on there. They definitely have health insurance. That's what, remember that was a site that like I had like my sister use when she was looking for health insurance. So they do a number of insurances and not that Policy Genius sells insurance, but it's literally like the kayak, you know, how like kayak is like the, uh, the vacation kind of like comparison site or whatever. It just yeah. is just, yeah, it's just a great site because it's a few, it's one of the few sites that I've been on that I'm not like what's going on. This is too confusing. It's like really clear. Like oh, I put in my name and all of these like things about myself, and then it lines it up. It makes it really easy to compare, which that's what I really like about it. Love it. Yeah, their site's really clean, and I'm actually just went to Policy Genius. Their site looks great. Um, it's a lot more, it's a lot smoother looking than Term for Sale. So maybe Policy Genius is the way to go. But compare, get a bunch of different options, and. It's not that scary and complicated. It's really not. But it, and it's great that you're thinking about it for your son. So thank you for your question. Exactly. Any other question? I just want to do we, that one. Now let's do one more. We have one from last week we didn't get to. And this is from listener Dominique. Dominique says, love you both and the amazing financial advice you provide. I have four credit cards and a total balance of approximately $75,000. Oh, my. My credit card debt is about $8,000, which I'm working to pay down, spread over two cards. The other two cards, oh, with a total balance of 75. Oh, I think she's saying, okay, this is not so bad. <laughs> All right. You I can read it from the beginning. Is, Go yeah, from the beginning. I, have, I uh-huh. have four credit cards with a total balance of approximately $75,000. What she means is on those four credit cards, she has a total available limit of $75,000. Okay. Uh, okay. okay. Got it. Um, the amount of debt she actually carries is only $8,000. Okay. So with two cards, these two cards have the $8,000 spread across them. The other two cards have a zero balance. Okay. So Dominique wants to know, is there anything negative about maintaining a credit card at a zero balance for months and not using it at all? Good question. Yes. Well, no, there's nothing negative, but I will tell you that if I, they will likely close them because credit card companies are like, what are you doing? Like I, this happened with one of my cards. I had it and they just sent me a letter like, uh, we're going to close this. It's been like a year. You're not using it. So, and you don't want them to close it because you right now have like a really great utilization rate. Cause don't have me to do math, but what do you, what is she like around like 10% her utilization rate? That's it's what a that little under 10. It's a little over 10%. Yeah. 10 point yeah. something or 11. Yeah. Which is a great utilization rate. So if they close, so utilization is like the difference between what you owe and what you could owe. And so you could owe 100%. You could owe 75000 but you only owe 8500 or 8000 So what that means is you owe way less 
you only owe 10% of what you possibly could owe. And below 30% is where you want to be. So you're well below 30%. But if they close one of those cards, because utilization is an average of, of your cards, if they close one of those cards, they're actually going to affect your average. Because now, let's just say one of the cards they close is a $50,000 limit. Now your limits, instead of being um, uh, $75,000, you're down to 25000 and you owe 8000 of that $25,000 um, possible um, 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 total limit. And so now all of a sudden you're creeping up to, oh, yeah, that's over 30%. So 32%. I, oh, see, look at you with the math. So I got I calculator. Do, I'm ready. <laughs> I would <laughs> honestly look at my bills and find the cheapest bill. So like my Netflix, my Hulu, whatever. I would put one of them on each of the other cards and have it automatically charged and automatically paid off. Like I'm like, hey, Netflix, charge this one card every month. And hey, bank account, pay this card off every month. Um, and then that way the card is being used without really being used. So it's like eight bucks being charged. I would say no more than like 50 bucks on each card being charged automatically and paid off automatically just so you could keep those cards going. And you're actually going to see a boost in your credit score if you do that. Because when you pay off a card in full every month, you get a little extra sprinkle of like fairy credit juice on your, on your, uh, on your, um, on your um, credit um, score. That's exactly right. Perfect answer. Perfect answer. One thing I'll Thanks. add is um, that happened to me. I had this. I had this old Bank of America card for like ten years. I was almost holding it like as a souvenir because the interest rate was so <laughs> low. It was like nine percent. Um, but the limit was so. It was like one of my first credit cards from college. The limit was like I don't know twelve hundred dollars or something really small. Um, and they just kept warning me. They they did send me warning letters and like warning emails. Hey, we're going to close this soon if you don't use it. Blah blah blah. And I just kept forgetting about it, and they did close it. And I guess because the limit was so small, um, it didn't really impact my credit. But exactly, like if you are like this, if you're like Dominique and you only have a few cards and you do have some debt, you don't want them to be closing any credit cards because you can mm -hmm. use all. Like the bigger your available balance and the lower your debt is, that's that's just like the perfect recipe to to have a low utilization rate, and that can really improve your your score. Mm hmm. Good questions. All right, guys. Um, again, hit us up at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com um, or drop us a note. Just click ask us anything on our website, which is at brownambitionpodcast.com. Dot com. I'm not I'm slow at the draw. I'm like, I'm, I'm on this. I'm on my meds. I'm like, and those, the, <laughs> and those are the two best ways to reach us. Facebook, we're, we're not really tracking. I don't really track Facebook questions as much. Um, I'm always checking the inbox though. So if you want to really get your question on the show, I think that, uh, email is probably the best way to go or dropping us a note through the website. Yeah. That website, that's always really good because it's easy. Plus you get to see all the other um, episodes we've had. Let's end on a high note with some wins. Yes. Wins. So although it's, it won't be the actual day, um, today that we're taping is, uh, Independence Day for Ghana. Book, book, book. Not that that's not what people from Ghana say, but I didn't know any other. <laughs> so, because in honor of it being Independence Day for Ghana, I will not make reference to who has a better jollof rice. We're going to put that to the side today. Today, Nigerians and Ghanaians will lay jollof rice down and just say congratulations to Ghana. They were the very first African nation that was kind of like, kind of this is one of those kind of colonial, ah, maybe colonized. Colonize, woo child. I'm telling you, it's been a long day. This, these matches she gave me, I am feeling loopy, right? So it's one of the very yeah, first nations. <laughs> one of the 
very first nations that were that was colonialized by the um by um you know by Europe um that that were able to you know get their independence and their freedom and to break free and so for that you know Ghana started you know the ripple effect that has now you know helped other African nations and today is their day of independence and I love my West in, West African um, brothers and sisters I I love all the diaspora but today is your day so that's hey, my my win Oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> Pretty much any black person in America is probably part Ghanaian, but okay. Right, basically. <laughs> um, this is a good opportunity to plug that book. I talked about that. I think it's like blowing. It's been blowing up. Um, Homegoing by Yag Yassi. She's a Ghanaian okay. author, and that book is freaking nominal. You got to read it. It's so good. It's um, it's not a short. It's not a very long read, but it, it's so impactful. And it it basically tells the story of the slave the slave trade starting. Um, in Ghana, starting there at the beginning of slavery and telling the story um, of the black diaspora and everything through different generations of people, all starting from one woman, mm. like her generation. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. See, I'll, I'm, I'm going to uh, post that in the show, the show notes, too. Okay. No, that's going to be perfect. It's in honor of our Ghanaian brothers and sisters. What about you? What is your win? I got a win. I, I have to do my win for Oscar So Woke. That's what I'm calling it. I'm calling it Oscar So Woke. I know that there is a lot of work to be done and, you know, progress is being made, but we're not quite, like, there yet. But this was, like, I mean, I really do watch the Oscars. This was a world of difference from one or two Oscars ago. Just, like, the representation. I mean, the from the nominees, from Jordan Peele winning Best Screenplay, um, I did really feel Mary Blige's pain. You could see the pain in her face when she didn't win for best song. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I th- I really wanted her to win too, but she got beat out. But then she lost to Coco, which is a uh, a Pixar movie about a little Mexican boy. So exactly, you know, it and, just it just felt and so they comment on stage, bringing out all the leaders and co-founders of like all these beautiful black movements and brown movements. That was awesome. Yeah, shout out to Patrice Kahn, who who. Tiffany's best friend, Trina, publicist extraordinaire, represents. Mm-hmm. Um, they had, they even had the little girl from, um, the little girl who was like, live tweeting some of the bombings in Syria. She was on stage. I read. Um, that wow. was a really powerful performance. Like you thought, you thought with Mary's performance with like, the choir in the background that was going to get you, but then that, that song, which had come from the movie Marshall, um, about third grade Marshall. That was that was the soundtrack, right, with Common and Andre Day. Mm-hmm. It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just chills, all the chills, and the speeches, and Viola in that pink dress, just working it, and Black Panther, like all the cast from Black Panther was there, and I, uh, it just it felt different, and it, you know it really made me step back. And I know it's Hollywood, and there are just a bunch of celebrities and yada yada, but these are the images that people see in the world. You know, this is for a lot of people, this is their impression of America, as our films, our movie, our television, etc., and for young kids and stuff. So just the fact that there's been such a massive change. Um, I think it all has to go back to people, you know, honestly, black Twitter fans who have shown up and shown out for these movies um, of diverse casting and, and for creators that are diverse, like that were demanding it and, and paying for it. It just, it feels really powerful. And I'm, I, I want to like get everyone like a pat on the back for it. And also I might give a little bit of a, t- I might give a little bit of a shout out to our chief, um, our our president right now because if there's any silver lining to what is happening in that crazy town White House right now, I think it's that 
people just really, whatever was holding them back from speaking out and sharing their voice and sharing their talent before, people are like, no, 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 it's the time. Like now is the time when we need these yes. voices. And you, it's just really, it just felt like that. I, I just, I really love that show. And I, that's why I'm calling it Oscar. So Wolf. you can agree to disagree or whatever, anyone listening, but it felt, it felt really different to me. No, it did. And I, I, I heard that from a lot of people, just from people who were even there and um, that it's just, you know, it, there's a difference. There's, there's been growth and there's been, there's been just a shift. And so it was really nice to see. I was like, look at the Oscars and, yeah, sometimes we need that. Sometimes we need something to like wake people up to say, ah. I wish it you know? wasn't always like something crazy like this. Like, couldn't we have just like a uh, an annual conference or something? Or like, like, do we need a, a borderline dictator president? I don't know, but yeah, this is true. We'll take it. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but sometimes it's like so weird how the pendulum sometimes swings so erratically you know it's like ah crazy president we all think we're gonna die everybody bands together to make the world a better place you know honestly yeah i mean it's still america like you can't yes he's crazy but he's not gonna last forever we you know this at least we know at least we live in a country where this is only for four years you know in four years time we can get out there and we can vote again we can undo this and in a lot of countries like we just saw china just so just to break it down real quick china just uh, pass some law that says that their president can stay forever. <gasps> and then, of course, Trumpito in, a, in an interview was like, hey, maybe America should try that. No. Yeah, no. no. That's called Shut dictatorship. it down, you guys. This is a democracy. Um, and at least that's, we have that to be grateful for because some countries, I mean, look at Putin and Russia. Like, there's some countries where you don't have a say. So at least we at least we can, he can take a deep breath, get out there and vote. Midterm elections are next next November. Um, more females are running for office than ever um, for for legislative seats, so that's huge. Like a change is coming, and we actually can do something about it here. And that's that to me is a little empowering. Yeah, I agree. Okay, okay. Well, I hope you guys have an awesome rest of the week. And if you are in the Northeast, then be safe for this nor'easter that they say it's coming honestly so many of the schools are already closed like supergirl they didn't even they're like yeah don't even come to school tomorrow um so <laughs> just be safe um don't eat all of your um your nor'easter snacks tonight which is very tempting uh remember we had that blizzard any. coming and everybody was like they bought all these snacks and they're like what happens if you ate your blizzard snacks before the blizzard <laughs> <laughs> new york city loves the blizzard they love a storm <laughs> don't we yes one excuse to stay in drink wine you know, it's get social, day drunk. Yes, and social media is lit because everybody's just out here like, yes, what y'all doing? Nothing. Yes, you know. Those of us that work from home are like, mm, the internet's working. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, you're not doing any. You're doing mm. everything. Talk to me um, when the power goes out. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.